I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Pet Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hey guys, thank you for joining us on another episode. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us. (laughs) We hope you all are doing really well. And hopefully you are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel through this pandemic. We know that some people are starting to open back up, and that's great. So just know that the end is in sight. And that end, as we've said many times, is going to look different. And so For everyone. For everybody. And And for every client. And so something that I wanted to bring up today was, since we do talk about how not just the process will look different, but so too will the end result, I wanted to have a discussion today around change and what change can look like and then change in a few different areas. And I was doing some thinking the other day after Megan and I had had a big conversation. And one of the things that I hope will change is that through this pandemic, there will be a change in behaviors of not just clients, but also ourselves. And that's twofold. What do you mean by that? I hope that we can use this time to work on changing behaviors of clients so that last minute Louis and bookings kind of become a thing of the past, where it's no longer an expectation that those things can happen. But the expectation is those things cannot happen on the client's part. Yeah, because a lot of times clients, I mean, even with us, they'll call us the night before asking for like repeat clients. They'll ask us to watch their dog the next day, or we've even gotten (laughs) a request at 7 a.m. for a daycare (laughs) drop-off at 8 (laughs) a.m. Yes. And so using this time to start communicating the expectation that that's not okay, because with a lot of the new CDC guidelines being put into place, we will have to watch capacities and watch how frequently and how much we are booked any given day. And so encouraging and really pushing clients to book out as far in advance as humanly possible. Yeah. Or if you're doing drop-in checks needing to sanitize things and that takes a little bit longer than it used to. So you may not have the time allotted now to just drop, do an extra 30-minute drop-in for a client. Well, and then the second half of this change in behavior is for ourselves. I know that Megan and I can be bad about this of taking a same day booking, booked at 7 a.m. for 8 a.m., and using this time to remind ourselves that it's okay to say no to those kind of requests. I hope that this elicits a change of behavior for pet sitters as well in bolstering our resolve to say no to last-minute requests, when previously we may have let them slide or may have been okay. It's not okay right now. And I hope that that kind of thing continues on in the future. Yes, I understand that there'll be a need to be flexible, but not allowing those last-minute clients to just overwhelm your life. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There's going to be a lot of different change that goes on. Things aren't going to look the same going forward. Yeah, so I guess my two points are those kind of changes that I mentioned were really about communication and boundaries and expectations for both yourself and the client. I know that's something that we've talked about before. Just yeah, m- and even even on this podcast, we've talked about respecting, you know, know, knowing your worth and making sure that the client respects you and you respect them as far as time, but that that is going to 
look different now Mm -hmm. and you're going to likely and we are likely going to be a little more strict with things and Mm -hmm. having to say no a lot more because because life just looks different right now and it will for a while right and i think the thing there is is that we probably should have been saying no a lot more before all of this happened now this whole thing has forced us to say no more and i hope that that gets ingrained and that that two-letter word doesn't sound more like a four-letter word to us and to other people right that's right. that's what i'm going where i'm going with that right so yes a lot of things are going to change now for the better hopefully and i think one of those is also marketing and your you've been changing your services what you've been providing and so also who you're marketing to is also going to be shifting and part of that to me is also looking at the the broader market of big events aren't really happening or aren't going to happen for a long time. Well, and that's a whole nother discussion on <laughs> conferences and pet care conferences and are, are they going to be happening? And if so, what mm-hmm. does that look like with large room with tons of people <laughs> in it? Like, you know. And so from the client side, if the clients, you know, they're not going to weekend long sporting events. They're not going on week long vacations or to conferences of their own. So if you, we relied on those kind of bookings, we, we were kind of built in, baked into the whole expectation was that people would always be traveling, always be vacationing, always be doing these things. That's not really going to happen anymore, or if it does, to a lesser extent. Probably at least through the summer and into the fall if, this, if COVID reemerges with the flu this coming fall and winter. I know that there are a lot of conferences already being canceled for June. Uh, that are just not having those. So it's going to be whoever the comfort level that takes and what they, what they want to do. So because of that, as pet sitters, shifting how we sell ourselves to people. Most of us have the mindset of our, all of our flyers say, when you take a vacation. We're, can, here, we're here for you. We're, yes, you were here for us. You were here for you. Well, if nobody's taking a vacation, that marketing statement isn't valid anymore. Or at least relevant. Relevant, right. So marketing to the little events. Like what? Transitions in people's lives. People are still going to have babies. That'd be a great time for them to drop your, their dog off to your house for a couple days while people get settled. Or let's say they're getting new furniture delivered and they don't want the dog around the house getting stressed out. Bring them over, take them for a walk, you know, do a daycare, that kind of thing. Or painting or... You know, they have to attend a, a funeral for a day, and usually they would have just left the dog in the house and kind of stretched it a little bit. We as pet sitters start speaking those kind of events and bringing those up in conversations and reminding people, hey, I can be there for you then too. Right. This actually takes me back. Uh, it was 2013, I think. Um, we were going over to a client and they had gone over to Europe for a few weeks, hmm. but they were going to be selling their house as well. And so I was the one in charge of going over and taking the dog on a walk right. while the house was being shown. And I understand that, you know, maybe a lot of clients won't be selling their houses now because of COVID and everything, but it's just another small thing that you can do. Like I even had to sit in the car one time with the dog. <laughs> because you <laughs> <'Cause>, didn't know. <laughs> well, and it was really hot outside and the dog was just done with 
with being walked. But, you know, I had to take care of the dog while they showed the house. But a great example of these kind of little life events are still going to be occurring. Right. And we as pet sitters can still provide care and service in those where maybe we didn't before or we weren't as active there. So however that looks. Targeting those events and figuring out the, the kind of the niche within the niche that you can provide service for. Right. Right. I think that's that's going to be really key to moving forward is finding those kind of things and broadening your your market base of okay, your service is no longer really for people who only take week long vacations. You can also include people who are showing their home or whatever. Like include that in your conversations. Yeah. Well, and there's also a lot of talk right now of making sure that you are online bringing your services online as much as possible. And whether that means you start providing clothing items with your logo on them to sell, so you open your own online shop, or getting connected with an online store that sells pet products or pet treats and funneling some of your clients that way. Just being really creative during this time and making sure that it's online as as much as possible. Well, and that reminds me, um, as a lot is, as you said, most of us are shifting some part of our business, part of our business online. One of those that we've discussed openly has been meet and greets and trying to move those online into a Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. I I did want to bring up that um, if you are not familiar with Zoom or FaceTime or how to run a meet and greet digitally and virtually, Megan and I would love to help you out. We'd love to play test or practice client for you and help run through a lot of troubleshooting ideas or options or things that can come up during Zoom calls and what some of those questions can look like for you. So if that interests you, uh, please do reach out and let us know and we'd love to get something set up for you. And then my final topic as far as change goes is big picture here is changing the outlook and the perspective that we have moving forward in the industry. Because two things, well, a couple things are true here. Uh, I don't know, Megan, if you've seen that the uh, adoption and fostering rates have skyrocketed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, that's really, really neat. We saw tons of news articles about people just cleaning out uh, shelters and bringing them in during, before the pandemic started doing lockdown. So there is a huge customer base there that when people start going back to work are going to need some sort of service, whether that's poop scooping or daily walks or drop-ins or whatever. The other thing that's true is that not all pet businesses, and I really this really hurts me and pains me to say, but not every pet business that is currently in operation is going to be here at the end of this. And we do know of some that have already closed down. And they've closed for various reasons. Some people were on the fence already, and this was the final push, that, that they, they were looking for a way out. They were looking for a way to, to, to shut it down. Other people were, had to close kicking and screaming, and this is the last thing that they wanted to do. So we now have a situation where, moving forward, we have more dogs and pets out there but potentially fewer operating businesses 
in certain markets. And so while I do think it is true that pet sitting and the pet industry will look really different because not many people are are going into work, that travel schedules are going to look different, there has been this elevated need, at least perceived need right now, that will hopefully open up and allow for more opportunities where we might not have seen those in the past. Well, and that's all the more reason to emphasize with your clients that they need to be, if they are still working from home, they need to be working on separation anxiety right now. Like Kara talked about in episode 48 about just stepping out of the house for five minutes Mm -hmm. or 15 minutes and just being in your car and allowing the dog to not be with you (laughs) for just a few (laughs) moments. That's really important. And that's something that you as a pet sitter are going to have to likely deal with when you start offering services again. Well, and two, people who were bringing in and adopting all of these pets, do they really know the situation that they're in with the, with the pet that they've brought in? Because the dog went from the kennel, from, right. the, from the pound, into their home, and they've never left. So they don't really know a, a lot of those behaviors of what that dog is going to look like in new situations and new scenarios. Right. And the last thing we as pet sitters want to see are a flood of animals back into shelters after all this starts to open up because they think, oh, my dog's just freaking out. I've never seen the behaviors before. I don't understand what's going on. So we as pet sitters can try, again, when we start talking about different ways to market of that's an area we can start trying to, to fill right now and another niche that we can market to. Are you a new pet owner with an adopted pet and getting ready to go back to work? You know what? I bet that describes a lot more people right, <laughs> right now. So that, does, that, that may sound really obscure statement, but that fits a ton of people these days, I bet, and is a needed market to start working towards. So part of this is trying to balance out the, will there be less need for pet sitters in the future? Will there be more need for pet sitters in the future? And Right, because as the pandemic has shown us, some companies probably aren't going to go back to a brick-and-mortar store, especially tech companies that can do everything from the comfort of their home. Right. And so they have, these, they have dogs that might need to be walked, but maybe the people don't want their dog walked anymore. So there's just so many factors clouding up that crystal ball of more people staying home, but more people adopting pets, and which industries go back to quote-unquote normal, whatever that is, plus the added curveball of many pet sitting companies going out of business in certain markets. So I don't think that's all going to average out and workload will just be the same for everybody. And so that's a really important need to be reaching out to. If you know of sitters that are closing and they don't want to be, trying to partner with them, utilize their skill sets and allow them to strengthen you if you're as you try and fight and, and bring them on board so that you can be better for it. Right. Because we always say community over competition. Nobody asked to be in this position. Nobody wanted to be in this position. And that goes for all pet care providers. And so we're all trying to figure this out and kind of crawl our way through this. So if you can help other pet care professionals during this time, that will not only speak volumes for you and your business, 
but that's kind of just the the kind human thing to do is helping people right now. Yeah, not letting everything else drown out someone else's humanity. And these are just three ways that the pet care business is going to change moving forward. There are so many others. So many unknown ones, too. Right. And so just keeping in mind that behaviors for you and your clients are going to change, how you market is going to change, and then also the climate of are there going to be the supply versus demand going forward. If you can think of any other ways that the pet care industry is going to change moving forward, we would love to get your feedback. You can reach us on Instagram or Facebook at Pet Sitter Confessional. Also, you can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com, or we even have a phone number. Still don't know it. 636-364-8260. I knew that. Sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) We have a couple wonderful interviews coming up for you guys this week. If you would like us to talk about anything specific, or if you would like us to interview a specific person, you can let us know, and we'd be happy to bring them on or share that topic. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye.